It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Yay. Hello, hello, hello. Hope I'm glad. I'm so glad you're here. I'm still so glad. Uh, let's just get right into it. The first word is desist or desist with a Z sound. Or the first syllable can be pronounced D instead of D. I like to say desist because I say this word so often. It is a N intransitive verb from the 15th century to cease to proceed or act synonym is the word stop so it's anything that's just not happening anymore it's not going forward it's not proceeding it's not acting it's not it's not uh, performing for your entertainment in any way it has been desisted is that a word uh desistance is a noun this is from the Latin desistere, which is from day plus sistere, which means to stand or stop. Uh, akin to the verb stare, which means to stand. So it's like, oh, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Oh, nope, I'm stopping and I'm standing and I'm not walking anymore. I have desisted. I think that's fine. We are not going to desist there. We are going to keep on going with this episode with more words than you even know what to do with. The next word. Oh, uh, well, it's related to the next word. My sound effect is going to be... Can you hear that? Sort of. It's quiet. Um, it's a desk. I am sitting at a desk. I am at my the office where I do my day job 40-ish hours a week, and I'm sitting at a desk. And that's our next word desk if i didn't say it d e s k noun from the 14th century 1a a table frame or case with a sloping or horizontal surface especially for writing and reading and often often with drawers compartments and pigeonholes what 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 are these pigeonholes? Maybe we need to find a picture of I don't know, maybe an older desk with something called pigeonholes. It's a hole. It's got to be a hole of some kind. What do you put in there? I don't think you put pigeons in the holes. Do you put their head in the hole? I don't think so. But what are these holes? Why are they called these holes? What do you do with these holes? But more importantly, it's a desk. Lots of kinds of desks, as they said. It could be just, you know, we, there's just so many different shapes and styles from the last hundreds and hundreds of years for desks. There are ones, my grandparents, I think, had one where it had like a rolling th- cover thing. That was uh, that was sort of an old school desk thing. Um, yeah, there are some that are slanted, so maybe more for, for writing or drawing or something like that. And, uh, you know, these days, of course, we have fancy desks. We have ones that convert from sitting to standing. Sometimes they're electric, so you hold a button or something, and it moves up and down for you. Or maybe to move it up and down, you got to do one of those twisty things, like the handle that you go do with your hand. Though Those are, uh, they can convert sitting to standing. I'm trying to think of, I, there. then, of course, there's those desks that, like, 
CEOs have those big, big wooden mahogany pointless desks. I don't know. As long as they got the drawers to put stuff, then then you're good. Maybe somebody should edit together many movie scenes or clips or photos of them of, of just lots of different kinds of desks. I would be interested to see that. That was 1A for desk. Here is 1B, a reading table or lectern from which a liturgical service is read. You go. I would think of that's a podium, but I guess they call it a desk. You stand up there doing, doing the liturgy things and you read the thing that you're supposed to read to the people. 1C, a table, counter, stand, or booth at which a person works. So just really anything where somebody is working, doing some sort of work, uh, you could just call it a desk. You're working at your desk. Oh, do you have a nice big mahogany desk? No, it's a booth. I have a booth for a desk or a table or a counter or a stand. What is a booth desk? Will you work in a booth, a telephone booth, a voting booth, a diner booth? I want to work at a diner booth. I do love going to a, a cafe and seeing the people work there. And I have done that on occasion, not usually. But I do I do have some work that I could do there, just real simple. You just need a laptop. And it's like, that's my desk for the day. I'm just sitting here drinking, drinking a coffee drink and eating a donut. 2A. A division... Of an organization specializing in a particular phase of activity, as in the Russian desk in the Department of State. So, it's the division of a thing. So, is this the division of the Department of State? Is it in Russia? They specialize in a particular phase of activity. So, what is the Russian desk in the Department of State? Is that the part of the American Department of State, which I don't think we have one that that's, that named that. That seems, I don't know. But anyway, is it an, an American thing and they deal with the Russians? Or what? I don't, it's a thing, it's the desk of the thing that does the stuff that's all encompassed into a bigger thing. To be a seating position according to rank in an orchestra, as in a first desk violinist. I've heard first chair, second chair, third chair, fourth chair, fifth chair. How far does the chair goes? Uh, but I don't think I've heard the word desk used for those. So that's a, that's a new one to me. I will now not be confused when I hear somebody say, I am third desk viola. This is from Middle English, desk with an E at the end. From Middle Latin, desca with a C. Modified from Old English, desco, which means table. From Latin, discus, which means dis, no, dish or disc. And there's more at the word dish. So that's very interesting because the Old Italian, desco, is table. That seems more connected to what we think of these days. I guess that does kind of make sense, though, because it's a little bit newer probably than just Latin, which is discus, which is a dish or a disc. So does that where that where table comes from? It, be, it was started with a dish or a disc, and then it became a table. 
And then it's the desk that we think of. Hmm. Hmm. What kind of dish were, were, the, uh, were they using in the old Latin times in, you know, Rome or something? Was it a, work, a workspace? I don't know. I just think that's kind of interesting. Desco. I'm sitting at a desco working on my work with a cafe. In a cafe. Both. The next word. It is desk bound. One word. Adjective from 1944. Restricted to work at a desk. Sorry, you can't get up from your desk. You have to work there. You can't work at any other place unless the desk is in a cafe. Uh, 1944. This is the end of World War II. Um, maybe that was a time when, you know, there was a lot more uh, desk jobs, I guess. So then they said, oh, I'm desk bound. I can't get up and go go do my work other places. I got to sit at my desk all day. What was that movie? The Apartment. I think that might have been in the 50s or 60s. But yeah, there was just a, a huge room of people at desks punching in numbers and doing things. And uh, yeah, we've seen that a lot in movies. Next word. D-skill. 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 Transitive verb from 1941. One. To reduce the level of skill needed for. Needed for what? A job. So, um... What are we what are we reducing exactly? The your own skill to get a job or so if somebody's looking to hire for a job, then they de-skill it. They say, okay, you don't actually need that much skill for this job, but you do need this lower level of skill for this job. That that's that's the one that make more makes more sense to me. Two, to reduce the level of skill needed for a job by, and then the example is a worker. So, it is similar, but it's different. So, to reduce the level of skill needed for a job, or to reduce the level of skill needed for a job by a worker. There, but what, I'm trying to like grasp exactly what context each of these is used for to reduce the level of skill needed for a job. But then the word is for the worker. It's the same thing, right? It's the same. You're still... Ah, whatever. Let's tap on this desk and talk about a new word. Desk jockey. It's not disc jockey. It's desk jockey. Two words, noun from 1980. A person whose job involves working at a desk. And maybe that desk jockey is desk bound. It would only make sense. I feel like this would have come from disc jockey, right? Is this a play on that word? It doesn't have any etymology. Uh, I am interested to see what uh, what the word jockey says when we get to that one. That's going to have a bunch of definitions, I suspect. You're just, you're just you, it's your thing. You sit at a desk all day and do your stuff so you can get paid to do stuff you prefer to do. Next word. It is desk man or deskman. Noun from 1913. A person who works at a desk. Specifically, a newspaper man who processes news and prepares copy. 
Basically, just anybody who works at a desk can be called a desk man, but I don't think there's any reason to put man. Are you going to say desk woman? Is that in here? It is not. Desk child, desk person, any one of those is fine. Or you can just say desk jockey. But then, specifically, a newspaper person who does all that stuff. So, uh, I guess that's probably the first the first time that they used this word desk man was for that job. But then it came, it became just, you know, anybody working at a desk is a desk man. And usually it was men at that time. But that clearly has changed. Next word. Desktop. First form, noun from 1925. One, the top of a desk. What? That's not possible. The top of a desk. Also, an area or window on a computer screen in which icons are arranged in a manner analogous to objects on top of a desk. It's like a virtual desk, your screen, even though we almost never do things on the desktop of a computer anymore. It's just a place that we store all of our extra crap that we forget about. And then <laughs> then it's just a whole mess of icons and text. Um, so theoretically, the idea, I guess this is what it's saying, for the computer desktop was you, you arrange things like you have them on your desk. So, well, the, there's a trash bin. You know, there's an icon for that. Um, but, you know, then, then there's your documents, I guess. Those are the, the main things. Your programs, I don't know, sometimes you have them there back more of the day. I don't know. There, there were many different iterations of how to use a desktop or where things are stored. Um, and uh, But there's no, there's no cup for your pens or your pencils, your stapler, your, your scissors, because you don't need them in that computer space. But yeah, I don't think really people, I don't think people think of that as arranging them like you would on your desk. But you do arrange things. Everybody has their own way that they like things. And uh, it's, it's just arranged in the way that your brain likes. Number two is just a desktop computer. But now this one's funny because a desktop computer, in my mind, is a computer that you put on the top of a desk, but that would be a laptop, because the desktop computer, there's one sitting next to me, it's not on top of the desk. Why We call it a desktop computer, because it's maybe sitting next to a desk, but have they ever really sat on the desk? They must have at some point. You know, there have been different shapes and styles, maybe smaller ones did, but, um, you know, the kind that we think of, these like towers, they, uh, they usually sit on the side. So what was the first one that they were like, that? That is a computer to sit on the top of a desk. But it is funny how it's just, they just don't do that anymore, unless it's a laptop. And then you can put it on your lap. But how often do we do that? You're not supposed to do that because they get really, really hot. Sometimes we do, though. What is the picture on your desktop? Would you like to post a picture of that and tag me? I don't know why you would, but you can. Um... I have, let's see, I guess, I think, I think, um, yeah, maybe we'll just talk about it now. I have a 
whole folder of photos that I have taken over the years, and I sometimes add to it, although I haven't done photography for a while. Um, and they're just pictures that I like that are formatted wide opposed to vertical. And uh, this, then that just has them rotate. Like every minute, it'll rotate a new image. I don't usually get to see them because I'm usually I usually have programs open that are covering the desktop. But uh, it's just nice to see. Oh, there's I remember that time. I remember that thing. That's my story about the desktop picture. There's one picture that is not mine. I stole it. It's of the Milky Way, and I just wanted one of those. Next word. It is the second form of desktop adjective from 1958. Of a size that can be conveniently used on a desk or table, as in desktop computers. And here it does say compare to laptop, which also would be conveniently used on a desk or table. So I wonder if they mean compare or contrast to laptop. Hmm. But yes, desktop computers aren't typically put on the desks these days. Next word. Desktop publishing. Two words. Noun from 1984. The production of printed matter by means of a desktop computer having a layout program that integrates text and graphics. So I think the alternative of this would be just regular publishing where you're not using a computer, you're using more analog, not digital ways of laying out and then printing, but then the computer came around and people were able to lay out printed things first on the computer, and then they could print them. So then they're like, well, how how are we going to distinguish this type of publishing from the type of publishing we used to do? I know, we made it with a desktop computer, so let's call it desktop publishing. Hmm, clever, very clever. Couldn't be computer publishing, couldn't be something else. Next word... This is the prefix D-E-S-M or D-E-S-M-O. I guess it would be desm or desmo. It means bond or ligament, as in desmosome. Desmosome, which we are going to get to very soon. Uh, This is from the Greek desmos from dein, which means to bind. And there's more at the word diadem. So yeah, the... uh, the ligaments in your body, they're holding, they're binding all the things together. The muscles, the bones, the other things, they're, they're kind of holding it all together. So, yeah, that makes sense. Desm or desmo means binding and ligament. Anything that has to do with bonding together or ligaments is desminum. Maybe this one. The next word. Desmid, D-E-S-M-I-D, noun from 1862. Any of numerous unicellular or colonial green algae. That's the end of that sentence. The order name is Zygnematales, especially the family Desmidiaceae. Ho, ho. It's, I got it super close, just so close, you have no idea, but uh, yeah. So uh, unicellular, so single-celled or colonial green algae or algae is 
Desmid or Desmid. There's a picture. It it looks like these are four different kinds of Desmid. And I guess they're single cells. They are so differently shaped from each other. It's kind of astounding. There is one that looks like a boomerang. Uh, kind of. It's uh, It's got a really kind of perfect arc to it. And then on the back side of the arc, so the arc goes around, it goes to a point on the left side, and then that point comes back towards the center. Um, but instead of the the uh, the shorter arc, the inside arc being a full arc, it actually, they, they come to a point uh, in the middle. We'll have to post a picture of this desmid, desmid. Uh, and then there's a bunch of like dots in the middle that go kind of through the center of the thing. And those must be something in this this cellular thing. There's another one that I don't even know how to describe it. It's a circle, basically. Uh, the top and the bottom center portions, um, they whew, it's it, they kind of have the cross shape where it sort of flares out, but it's largely a circle. Yeah, I hope I can find some good pictures. And then, but the circle is filled in with a lot of things that look like forks. There's another one that it's kind of an oval shape with some spiky things on the ends on the outside, but there's two of these things and they look connected to each other. Almost kind of looks like a um, maybe a bumpy kiwi when you cut it in half because uh, there's some dots in the middle and then there's a darker spot kind of around the, the edge of it. And then there's the last one, which is there's three of them. I don't know if it comes in a set of three or uh, there's just three of them here. But uh, this one, if you if you take just each piece of it individually, um, there's it's sort of rectangular, but the shorter sides, uh, they're made up of two bumps each. So it's like bump, bump, long line, bump, bump, long line back to the other side. But there's also these other things that are connecting them to the other. Again, we'll post a picture. It is very difficult to describe these things. I I would like to hear what you have to say about those. The next word is desmosome. Noun from circa 1932. A specialized structure of the cell membrane, especially of an epithelial cell, that serves as a zone of adhesion to anchor contiguous cells together. And desmosomal is an adjective. So this was the example that we had in the desm or desmo prefix. And it's not about the ligament. It is about binding and a bond. So what does this one say? It's, uh, it's, it serves as a zone of adhesion. So yeah, that's connecting things, cell, contiguous cells together. It's a des, desmosome. Desmosome. Next word is our last word. That's the desktop. Desolate. Uh, or desolate. D-E-S-O-L-A-T-E. First form um, you're only going to get the first form in this episode. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to hear about the other form. This is an adjective from the 14th century. One, devoid of inhabitants and visitors. 
Synonym is deserted. It is desolate. There's just nobody around. It is a very sad sight. It's a ghost town. A very a desolate ghost town. Two. Joyless, disconsolate, and sorrowful through or as if through separation from a loved one. As in, a desolate widow. The widow is very sad because her her spouse died. Uh, she has no joy. She has dis... How do you say this word? Disconsolate? It's like you can't console them. Uh, and sorrowful. So it's... Uh, I wonder what the etymology will say. I'm I'm not looking at it because I don't want to skip ahead. But uh, yeah, she's she's desolate, I guess. Three A, showing the effects of abandonment and neglect. Synonym is dilapidated, as in a desolate old house. You know, three A and number one, they they're similar to me. They just feel like, you know, abandoned. Nobody there, nothing going on. So if I saw a desolate old house, I would just think devoid of inhabitants. But this one's more specific um, that has been neglected. So what what exactly is the difference here? I'm not sure, you know, dilapidated helps, but it's, it's just, it's, the first one is just lacking in people, and this one is, it's actually been abandoned and neglect. I don't know. There, it just doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of a difference between those two. Similarly, 3B, synonyms are barren and lifeless, as in a desolate landscape. Yeah, it kind of feels like number one and three could maybe be combined. Hey, there's a 3C, devoid of warmth, comfort, or hope, as in... Nope, synonym, gloomy, as in, desolate memories. Hmm, those don't sound like great memories. They don't have any warmth to them or comfort or hope. Maybe if your childhood was very sad and you didn't get a lot of love, you have desolate memories. Um, synonyms for all are the words alone and dismal. Desolately is an adverb, and desolateness is a noun. And I don't feel dismal or dilapidated or joyless, but I do this podcast often uh, in a desolate way, because it's just I'm all alone, and it is devoid of inhabitants except for myself. Nobody is inhabiting this podcast other than me, except when I have a guest. I am actively working on scheduling some guests, which I have mentioned before. The etymology. From the Latin verb desolare, which means to abandon. From de plus solus, which means alone. And of course, our other English word like solo is from that. So yeah, it's just about uh, nothing. Nothing there. It is all left and went away. Okay, I think it is time to reread the words so we can then come up with a word of the episode and sing a little song, which is going to be very, very bad and sad. We had desist, desk, desk bound, de-skill, desk jockey, desk man, desktop, desktop, desktop publishing, desmo, desm, 
Desmid, Desmosome, and Desolate. I think I just have to pick desktop as the word of the uh, of the episode. I work on uh, desktop computers a lot, and I put files on my desktop, and I got pictures on my des- desktop, and I don't think, I think most people, probably most people, don't really use these computers anymore. Um, I think a lot of people use their phones, their tablets, or their laptops for most things that they have to do. And unless you have to do some like serious uh, work on a computer, um, like I do video work, so I use a desktop computer. You can use a laptop for a lot of that stuff, especially these days. But uh, yeah, desktop, I don't know. And then what's what's on top of your desk? A keyboard and a mouse and maybe some other fun things. Maybe some toys. That'd be a fun thing to put on your desk. Uh, I do have a couple of Funko things in boxes. I don't really know where else to put them. So they're sort of on the desk. Uh, desktop. Desktop, top, desktop, 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 top, top, desktop, top. What's on your desktop? That's going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening to this show. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.